Breaker Breaker 10-4, Shafee, come on back. I'm really a little bit of confused. <laughs> Night has fallen once again on the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas. It has indeed fallen on the small plots of land inside Austin, Texas that together make up proper Austin, Texas. So what I'm saying is it's nighttime in Austin, Texas. And, uh, and it's time once again to uh, talk to uh, One Magical Nation, the good, the good people who make up this thing called One Magical Hour. It is episode 115 of said stalwart podcast, 116 of said stalwart podcast, <laughs> and we are excited to be here. We are going to be doing a news cruise with you. Where are we going? We're going to be doing uh, doing some poetry with you. I'm sure we're going to uh, we're going to be doing a classic classic parody of a song. Where it's actually one, uh, 115, not episode 116. I'm getting from uh, uh, from my cohort Matthew Rappy. Uh, we're uh, no wait, that's ten one. Oh, <laughs> ten two. Right. Making corrections on the fly. Go ahead, Shay. <laughs> Start the show. Episode 100. <laughs> In order to get episode 115 started, of course, first we need to uh, we need to welcome our friend. He is increasingly interested in Drake lately. He has mandibles like the Predator. He's the Pred of Tarzana, California. He's he's making art, but as it turns out, it's just a podcast. He's Matthew Ramby. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till Shafee brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Oh, no, no, no I'm a podcast man Podcast man Downloading a cast on my phone That's all I got. That was perfect. Thanks. That was exactly right. Hey, Shafee. Welcome to episode 115. Hey, Shafee, have you heard this this new track that's a Elton John Dua Lipa collaboration? I don't believe so, no. It's, I started hearing it on the radio, and part of it is just, is just is Rocket Man. Yeah. And then the other part of it is like, it sounded familiar, and I played it for Amy, and she's like, oh, that's another Elton John song. Huh. And so basically, Elton and Dua got together. And just sort of remixed some of his choruses into this kind of dance mix, and then the 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 version on the radio is is a remix by PNAU, which is some Australian DJ duo. Um, it's really fantastic. Are you sure that's not P now? It could be. <laughs> is P now something? Have, P -now? You, have you heard of P now? Okay, I had. No, I'm not familiar with this. PNAU and does smell P now. And it, basically, it's it's Elton sampling himself. Yeah. Uh, so like a, a super a super mega mix with the... Uh, well, you can't say super mega because it really is just a couple of... It's from uh, his song... Um, is it called Serenade? Um, it's Cold, Cold Heart. Huh. Elton John... Cold Heart. That's not the name of the song. Um, uh, I'm sorry, folks. I know everybody loves it when we're looking up stuff. No, no. A sacrifice is the song. Sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, everybody then, likes it when we get oh, it right. Oh, look. Here's here's an NPR article that breaks it down. Um, Cold Heart is um, the Mad Libs of pop music right now. Mm. Um, it's one of the greatest hit makers in several of his songs and pop's current It Girl and a much-loved Australian dance music trio. Oh, P now is a trio. No. Um, it's There's Rocket Man and Sacrifice, Kiss the Bride and Where's the Shura? Uh -huh. But it really has such a warm... 
five. Oh, dude, there's another one that's um, that's Stevie Nicks and Miley Cyrus. Oh. It like starts off as that Miley Cyrus Midnight Sun, and it goes right into Stevie Nicks. Um, Just like the wild yes, yes, nice. Um, I think I might have heard that one already. Actually, a lot of fun. I have always loved sample music culture. Of course, yeah. my love of hip hop. Yeah. The, of course, one of the greatest sampled albums of all time is is the Beastie Boys' Paul's Boutique. It features like 130 something samples. Yeah. And this was in a time before people were being sued for using samples. Right. In fact, that all changed at some point because of maybe partially because of that album. Like, um, it brought attention to uh, rap rap artists using samples, but I love it when people sample themselves. Yeah, uh, you know it's been done a number of times in hip hop. Eminem's done it, Biggie's done it, Big Boy. A ton of Nas albums have Nas sampling of previous work of his. Then there's things like the Far Side drop that uses the Beastie Boys sample. And we haven't even gotten into like mixes and mashups, and like 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 the the Black album, mm. you know, yeah, crazy Danger stuff Miles like that, right? Yes, and I, then I love, I love all that stuff. Stuff like like that's the crazy stuff that Girl Talk does. Like, do you remember Girl Talk's release All Day? Yes, or whatever. I think it was called All Day, right? Uh, maybe so. And it was boy, Girl Talk was huge there for a minute. It was like three hours. It was just he mashed like every club banger from uh-huh. the last forty years. Into one, uh, one three-hour jam. Yeah, that I was love, real I fun. love that. Yes, um, we've been sampling ourselves, haven't we? Oh, definitely. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that works better use, than others. Using our, using ourselves as drops. Um, well, that's cool. I'm gonna have to check out that Elton John Dua Lipa song. I really am listening to like fun. Top 40 Radio, and I know that not people don't. <laughs> not everybody does. Yeah, I mean, because everybody's streaming these days. Uh-huh. I, you know. So strange. Though. I have to make myself, and I love, we have KUTX here in town, great radio station. I love listening to it, but I have to, you know, make myself do it. Because all I want to do is be listening to podcasts all the time. I don't have any kind of card link oh you that's know helpful, yeah. sometimes usually if i'm just trying to listen to us so i can prepare for the next one mm-hmm. i might be at work and get in my car and listen to it at home but generally when in my car these days um it's the radio or cds that's a i miss just some old cds that i threw in my glove box one of the things i miss about uh gig driving you know doing like the lift driving it's just like that's all I would do is drive around Austin listening to KTX the whole time. Um, so there's <laughs> there's certain years when I did a lot of the lift driving from the last ten years, where like I know every like new indie song and new indie band because yeah. huh. I was because of all of the because KTX keeps you informed. Yeah, KTX yeah. I was listening to, and then other times I just got entirely blank spots in my knowledge. I uh, I love KUTX. My kids don't like KUTX. Mm. You know, like kids like the pop radio because they know the songs. Like when they when they're ready to listen to music, they want to hear songs that they know. And you know, I don't know what the rotations are on those stations, <laughs> but they're small. Yeah. Even the ones that right now we our favorite is ninety three three Lucy ninety three three, and it's. It's pop hits, but then it's also pop hits from, say, the last 15 years, too. Mm. <laughs> we There's a lot of... The greatest hits like, of British, yesterday Actually, you know what? I, they, I, we were listening to it on the way to the skate park the other day, and they played I Think We're Alone Now. Oh, nice. I told my kids, this was the song of the summer. I'm always trying to name the song of the summer these yeah. days. You know? I was like, this is, this is the song of the summer in, like, 87. I, yeah. So it was the... Debbie Gibson or the Tiffany version? Was it Tiffany or Debbie Gibson? I'm having to look that up. Can you van? But then, but then that was a cover of an what, older song. What right? did I say was the song? I think we're alone now. <clears throat> Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Okay, so that is an older song. Yeah. 
So that was the song of the summer. Yeah, Tiffany, right? Uh, Tiffany, yes. So yeah, song of the summer and whatever that was, 85, 86. But as you Google it, and then, it shows you... I think we're alone now. Um, no, wait, hold on. I think I Love You by the Partridge Family is another... Uh, oh, a minute ago, there was a, there was a... Yeah. Um, a choice that was somebody else there. Tommy James yeah, and the Shondells. Tommy, yeah, Tommy James and the Shondells. Are we allowed to play copyrighted, copyrighted music on this I think so. will program? It, but will it pick it up? I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I don't think that it... Oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't think they can hear that. Huh. Okay, I didn't realize that was an older song. Well, let me tell you something. Do you remember that song when we were in... Like elementary school, Absolutely. I, think I we're love alone now. I love it Tiffany was, and I love Debbie Gibson too. It was so huge, but but and back then, there was the radio. Yeah, you could go to a record store and look at cassette tapes, but other than that, that's how you. Well, and then by that time, there was also MTV. MTV, sure. It was, and and that's telling us what to This is something that I've talked about on this very program before, but radio then top forty radio then. Like, you could turn it on, and you might hear Debbie Gibson, you might hear Tiffany, you might hear Fleetwood Mac, you might hear El DeBarge, you might hear Tone Loke, you know, you could hear rap, you could hear, like, Latin-influenced music, Gloria Stefan, you could hear rock, you could hear hair, hair rock, you know, White Snake might be on there, right, too. Right. So, you're like, yeah, you might hear Fleetwood Mac, Gloria Stefan, Tone Loke, White Snake, and Tiffany all in the same hour on the same station. Yeah. Now, that was... That I think was awesome. It is a little more homogenous now. I, I wish that was still the case. Yeah. Right. Huh. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, Lucy plays all those like, they're really all like. Dance club dance hits, you know. They're they're all made for just dancing. Of course, I've got this whole theory, and I've talked to my kids about it. There's only a few topics in pop songs. Yeah, sure. There's love. Yeah. There's new love. There's old love. Yeah. And then there's breakup. Lost love. Yeah. And then there's the fourth category, which are called platitudes. I think we've talked about this before. Mm. Um, Where do you put sexual love in there? Is that platitudes? That's probably new love. That's attitudes. I think. No, platitudes are things like. Don't worry, be happy. Changes in latitudes, changes in platitudes. Uh, <laughs> I think chubba wumba tub thumping is in platitudes. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. You know, there's a, there's this kind of novelty song. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, ma the Macarena yeah. or yeah. Uh, Gangnam Style. Okay. Those are all like in the platitudes. So they're see. just feel good songs, and you're not sure what they're about. Yeah. But they but they sweep the nation. Yeah. Mamba number five. I feel like oh maybe that's La Macarena is still about doing it. Is Mamba Macarena number five about is, doing it? Okay. Mamba number five is definitely that's all in the category of new love. Yeah, if it's about doing it. That's new love. <laughs> then there's something like Marin Morris, the Bones. You know, have you you know this song? No. So she's like, like she comes love. from the country world. It is old love, and it's about how the bones of their relationship are strong and. Uh, the wolves, they came and went, but we're still standing. Oh, when wow. When the bones are good, the rest don't matter. The paint could peel, the glass could shatter. Let it rain, because you and I remain the same. <laughs> All right. When there ain't a crack in the foundation. You don't know this track? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text it to you right now. Could she um, be talking about the bones of a podcast? Possibly. <laughs> the bones of the podcast are strong. <laughs> People are shocked when they hear we're at um, episode 115. Uh, actually, this would be a good time the to doubters. talk about it. Uh, you know, there has been a significant change in the numbers lately, as you comment commented. And I think it has to do with, like, yeah, whatever... Wherever we were on that one Indian Spotify we, we got, site. We got pulled off that the Indian we're site. We're not there anymore. We're starting to see really who it is in America who, you know, like like the handful of people who actually listen to us every, or, you know, are, 
are actually regular fans. And you know, and it's, and it's about somewhere between 100 and 200 people. If you're listening, you're in an exclusive group. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is a time I was, you know, I was just thinking about it, you know, like the first 100 were, you know, they were, it was a heady time. It was us figuring things out. It was us goofing off in, you know, in a lot of ways. And, you know, it was us learning about where the, where one magical hour would be, would be distrib- distributed around the world, you know? And, you know, it turned out thousands and thousands of, of episodes were downloaded in various parts of India. Uh, interesting. But, you know, now... I feel so sorry for our Indian listeners. Yeah, like, I hope that... They've been cut off. And I, they, they don't know where to go and look for our... They were lo- they're listening to it on that streaming service, and they don't know to go and find the I, URL. And I have no idea how that works, but I can tell you, I think, from the if you look, public transit, commuter rail, uh, the service is Ghana. If you know of the thousands of people over there who downloaded our show, <laughs> maybe only one or two of them became regular listeners. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You think you think tons of Indians gave us a, a, a quick listen and thought, this is not for me. <laughs> My mom did the same. So. What are these guys even talking about? <laughs> so, just I was thinking of, you know, kind of, a, you know, what we, what we wanted to accomplish and what we did accomplish you know, and I, I feel like, you know, the Shady, next, what did we want to accomplish? <laughs> we wanted to make a podcast and that's, we that's have what we done did. that. Yes. And so I, but I, you know, I was thinking like, what's the difference between making a podcast and, you know, having a, you know, having a good, you know, product and really all it is, is practice. So I would say, you know, let's keep our tight listeners, the people who love us, you know, and for the next year or so, you know, just roll with them. And while we while we improve the product, while we improve what we're doing, say the next hundred episodes or the next year or so, and uh, and you know, and depend on them. You know, their word of mouth and their reviews and things. Oh, goodness. you know, kind of gets things. We got to depend on recommend. <laughs> gets things somewhere. Um, and then, you know, and then reassess that, you know, at number 200, see, like, all right, have we improved? What kind of product do we have there? And then maybe that's the time when we start, you know, uh, doing some SEO and, like, you know, making some Google ads and stuff, targeted Google ads. Okay. Get my brother involved. Okay. I, I, okay, I'll consider that. But what about this? What if we go with, like, a total uh, multi-level marketing kind of, uh, Ponzi scheme, sort of like a, a lot of flim flam up front with the marketing pitch. Okay. And we spend a bunch of money and make it look really flashy and we pander to a developing country and just get our numbers up, just totally inflate our numbers <laughs> just to make ourselves feel better, help us sleep at night. What do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? <laughs> just like really cut to the quick by pulling the wool over people's eyes and just like making the button look so pressable, the download button where like you, you look at the logo and you just can't not download it. Like you're probably not going to listen to it. Like, you know, you don't even have the time, but you're going to download it. But you know, you like avocados and you know, you like Jack Sparrow. So you're going to download it. I guess we'll still keep making the podcast. (laughs) Can I put Jack Sparrow in the title of this one and just see if maybe like our numbers rock it up again? No, please don't. No, <laughs> no more Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I want to leave those times behind. Okay. We're, we're, we're here to, with the core of our listenership. <laughs> we're, we've got our cores splay bare <laughs> for the listeners to lounge with, you know. Me talking real slow right there reminds me of uh, I read your poem last time. Uh-huh. And I while I have always said I feel like you read your poems too quickly, I read your poem too slowly. There's upon listening it listening back, I was like, I I, I fucked that I up. I think there's probably a happy medium. Yeah. Median medium a happy place in between you and I. Yeah. At, so in I'm terms sorry of about poetry that. reading speeds. It was a little languid. 
which is the name of my next band. Little, <laughs> a little languid. Okay. Podcasting. So, well, you been watching anything? You looking forward to watching anything? What's going on? Uh, my sister showed the Mysterious Benedict Society to her kids. What do you think? Alice particularly was drawn to. It. She was, you know, I think she's probably she's probably nine years old, eight years old, Sounds about right. something like that. Yep. She was into it. Huh. So yeah, cool. It's fun. Uh, I'm glad to give a strong rec. Yeah. That's short for recommendation. I did not get around to... <laughs> That's your joke. Short for recommendation. Uh, I did not get around to watching any Doogie of the new Doogie, did you? Doogie Kamehaloa, MD. Yeah. I did watch the second episode of, of Doogie Kamehaloa, MD, and I feel like they... Um, they really hook me in with that first episode. And the second episode gets deeper into like the coming of age story of a teenage girl, you know, uh -huh. and uh, it's, it's still good. You know, the dad, her dad in it was he played Bruce Lee in the Bruce Lee story from like 1993. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's really great. Um, I, I still think I still will probably end up watching. We've got this rotation, you know, uh, everybody gets to pick. And, and right now, I think on Isabel's rotation, that's going to be it. And I'm, I'm amenable to that. My sister-in-law and I, which uh, Brother Dickie's out of town this weekend, so her and I had a Friday night together. We're going to watch a movie with the kids to bed. Um, and, you know, I really wanted it to be a romantic comedy. Um and, but then it was the question of finding a romantic comedy that neither me nor my sister-in-law have seen. Tough. Which Sounds you know, tough. You see a lot of movies. Yeah. And so I'm just pounding through. I'm looking up, you know, lists of, you know, the best streaming movies on online and, uh, and all this stuff. And just scrolling through, you know, Amazon does the thing where it's like these movies, people who watch this also right. tend to watch this. Right. You know, the algorithm scrolling, thinks it knows you. Scrolling through that. And finally, I found this movie. And I was like, wow, this movie, it was called Crazy Stupid Love. Have you heard of it? Oh, sure. Uh huh. Yeah. I hadn't even really heard of it. Okay. Like, I guess I knew the name, but I didn't know. That movie has Steve Carroll. It has uh, Ryan Gosling. It has Julianne Moore. It has Marisa Tomei. It has Emma Stone. Have I seen this movie? It's, it's it has so this, many. This is not a good movie, right? It is, is not this, a good. No, is this a good movie? It is not really it's a very not. good movie. No, okay. yeah. Which really, you know, it's like is Ryan Gosling teaching him to be cool? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a lot of it. So it was a lot of stuff that you know kind of felt, especially in this day and age, really felt you know inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Like not cool. And um, that's only ten years ago. Yeah. Boy, the world has done up and changed. It goes, uh, goes pretty fast. Moves pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, it did. It did end in like this farcical kind of way where everybody ends up in the backyard and people are confused about who is like you. Are, wait, what are you? Who are you? Uh, <laughs> like one guy, like the daughter has like sent lascivious pictures of herself to Steve Carell. She's the babysitter. Like her friend's daughter, and like, but he didn't, you know, he didn't solicit them or anything. He didn't even know what was going on. Oh. And then, like, the dad found out about the pictures before even Steve Carell knew about them. And uh, well, that sounds like a real landmine. And they were, yeah, so they're, and then they're back there. And then Ryan Gosling has fallen in love with Emma Stone, who it turns out is Steve Carell's daughter, but you don't know that through the whole movie. Spoiler alert, sorry guys. Mm -hmm. And so it just ends up with this fist fight in the backyard. And that, like, I love that, you know. That made me chuckle quite a bit. You know, everybody being all together in one set, not knowing what was going on. I would, you know, afterwards I told Kathleen, I was like, this almost pays off. And then, you know, kind of Steve Carell at the end, like kind of reaffirms like his devotion to love, you know, as opposed to like, you know, they everybody's kind of decided love is all bullshit. Uh, but uh, 
I see that Rotten Tomatoes has that at like a full, a solid four stars. Like at a 79%. I also see that um, IMDb's got that at three and a half stars, but then I, I yeah. but then Amazon's got that at four and a half stars. So boy, you really can't, really can't trust these ratings. It's, it's tough, you know, and like kind of that's the thing. Like we were sitting there, we were like, you know, because all of those actors are so charming, charismatic, and compelling. Like they were, yeah, they're all. They great. were like doing uh-huh. all the heavy lifting through most of the movie. We're like, this screenplay is kind of stupid. It's very ham-fisted. That's just um, performances, then. And then, but you know, but like all of these people, like Marisa Tomei, who like who does not love her? You know, she's special, like a rare gem. And she's another one. She kind of gets pushed aside. She's like transit. She's the crazy ex-alcoholic school teacher mm. who like just you know like she totally gets marginalized um kevin bacon gets marginalized he's the douchebag who julianne Moore sleeps with at work to start the whole thing that's that's kind of funny kevin bacon i i, I feel like first of all you you can't really marginalize him i don't think uh he's the he is the in crowd <laughs> yeah yeah and, uh, so when he's in a position like that, I think it's just kind of funny. You know, you don't have to worry about Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, and then who was that? Leo Tipton? Lip Tipton? Uh-huh. Leo Tipton. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Not, I don't really know her. She was the daughter. That's the daughter, the, the babysitter. Uh, so, you know, like, and actually, like, telling you about it now. I'm almost like, well, it was actually a fun Maybe it movie. was a great movie. Like we did make it to the end, and like when you do make it to the end, I feel like that those last two scenes are almost worth it. But at the end, but you're like, it's it's over two hours, which for me, like, no movie should ever be. Yeah, that's absurd. Come on. And uh you wanna know you want, while we're on the subject, do you wanna like keep talking on another spoiler? Yeah, this is and the spoilers episode. I don't. I knew that this was going to be the case, just from the name, "Many Saints of Newark." Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, the the Soprano story, the Sopranos prequel. Uh huh. First of all, just from the name of that movie, I'm like, this movie is too proud of itself. Mm. Like "Many Saints of Newark," that doesn't like you. Maybe could call it "Saints of Newark," but even then. Like, you're already kind of like, I get it, all right, you know, Catholics in, in New Jersey, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, it's 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 a it's a false... Wait, you haven't seen this yet, have you? No, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. I thought you were over it without having seen it. No. I'm, but I just, like I said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, you know, and the Soprano, with the Sopranos, like, everything, that entire show is Tony Soprano in therapy. That is, yeah. without that, you just got a stupid kind of, uh, kind of parody of a mob movie, basically. No, it's all about Tony Soprano's psyche. Yeah, it's about a psychopath, like you know, trying to face the music and his relationship with Melfi and Melfi dealing with what she knows then about Tony Soprano. You mean his relationship with with the therapist? With the therapist, yeah. yeah. That's then, her name, Melfi. Uh, Doctor Melfi. Oh, I see. And then his relationships with the ducks in the pool, of course. I I, I, <laughs> I watched The Sopranos, but it's, yeah. it's been a long time since yeah. it ended now. So, anyway, the bullet point is good show. It was a good show. Many it was, Saints it was Newark. A, it was a great show. Not good. No? Not, uh, not, not good. That's disappointing. Wait, it's, it's not good or it's not not good? It is It is not good at all. Okay, okay. It is. Give it an avocado, right? It is boring. Like one avocado Oof. at the most. And oh, that's only man. because like that James Gandolfini's kid, you know, plays young Tony oh, Soprano. And oh, that's, really? That's kind of good. Everybody oh, else is cool. wasted. There are other good actors in the movie. There's that guy, I don't know what his name is, but the one he played Wasp in Ant-Man, and the Ant-Man movie. Like the bad guy in the Ant Man movies, he was also in uh, House of Cards. He was like the Pennsylvania guy that they pushed through as governor. Okay, I don't uh, he's a great knows. actor. Totally wasted. He plays uh, Junior. Uh, oh Uncle, yeah, uh-huh. uh, Uncle Junior. Uh huh. Um, as a young man, and yeah, just totally wasted. Uh, given like this, once again, like kind of parody of. 
of mob dialogue. The whole thing just seems like a silly parody of a mob movie. And, uh, yeah, and like I say, without that, without the, uh, without, the, it might just be the original Ant-Man. He's not in, I guess I was wrong. Okay, about the okay, uh-huh. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm uh, interested as to who that is. None of those people? Mm. Any of these, any of this cast members ringing a bell as the bad guy? Where's he at? Is it this guy? No. No. I love Walton Goggins. Yeah. Is it... Where? Yeah, this is making me a little crazy. Is it Paul now. Rudd? Is it Michael Douglas? Is it T.I.? <laughs> no. Why is he not showing up here? He was the bad guy in the first movie. Is, is Great it, actor. Is it, is it that guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll figure it out. We'll do it in the... We'll get, that's, that's fodder for the corrections section. Brian's, Brian's yelling at... <laughs> the corrections section. Huh? Yeah. We got, uh, there's a lot of that going on. Anyway, I upset Manish with the jeans talk. There's no, there's no therapy in that movie, and therefore there's no movie. Okay. And it's shot. Do you know anything about like orange blue color bias? It's like this thing that people do now that there's a lot of digital cinematography going on. No. You know, some of these movies they'll be like entirely like shades of blue. It's kind of a stylistic choice uh, that they sure. make. Um, like David Fincher movies. Yeah. Or they'll be, you know, entirely like shades of orange, like bright colors. You and know what, my, you know what does it my, really bad? Michael Mann makes those gradient movies. You know, what's, what does it really badly is that show the boys. The, oh yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like yeah. there, it's like, it's like a cheap way to, to be like, Oh, we're being stylish and, you know, weird. <laughs> and our, You know, but it's just drives me crazy. I, I like how you pigeonhole it. Too. Oh man. <laughs> it's just a cheap, yeah, a cheap way of making it look like you put some thought into your cinematography. It drives me bananas. Anyway, uh, uh, many Saints of New York are super guilty of that, too. Do we have a cheap way of making it look like we put some thought into the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've obviously been thinking about movies, <clears throat> movies lately. Well, you, you got that. Did you see that at the Austin Film Society? No, I, I went to the Regal Great Hills. Okay. But because... So that's that movie's just a... I had seen that in my periphery. Th that's a, a theatrical release film. Yeah. I thought it was maybe um, from an HBO thing. Because I'm living in not my own house, like... Going to move right. is a good way to yeah, sure. get out. Get right. Do, you, do we want to do the segment where we like talk about where your remodel's at? Uh, I am pleased to report. Where's your remodel, mate? The wayward commode has been found or a replacement has been sent anyway. Mama, <laughs> mama, I'm the commode. It's, uh, it's, I'm the commode. It is installed. The uh, most of the kitchen appliances are in, uh, so we're very, very close. Okay, I'm I'm stoked for you. I knew back in the summer when you said, "I'm going to move out of my house for a month and they're going to remodel it." Yeah, <laughs> I knew that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you about that. Oh no, I mean our estimate was going to be like it's going to take twice as long as we expect. Okay. Okay. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. So. You need your home. A man needs his home. Uh, there's, uh, I actually went today and just, I have one chair there. So I went, oh, you went, I went and just like there? sat in the chair. That's cool. <laughs> Did some, Is there still like, uh, like construction stuff going on? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was nice. Nobody was there because it's Saturday. Oh, it is Saturday. Yeah. I think that there actually had been some people there working earlier. But. The parody that I had wanted to do tonight was the Monday Night Football theme song. <laughs> I've been waiting all day for a podcast night. Oh, well, that's actually Sunday night. But Oh, it's the Sunday night theme. Sorry. But I, I couldn't remember any of like the other lyrics. That well, And that in itself is a parody of a Joan Jett song. Oh. Uh, I Hate Myself for Loving You. 
I hate myself for I know, that loving song. you. Wait, wait, that's related Can't to the Sunday Night Football song? Yeah. And then the Monday is like, Monday, Sunday, it's over. Where are you? No. I've been waiting all day for oh, Sunday night. Oh, that is night. that is Carrie Underwood. But wait, Alan, oh, John, waiting all day. Meow, 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 meow. Waiting all day for Sunday night. Joan Jett. So she did. She did it with Joan Jett. Yeah, they time. yeah they brought Joan Jett okay. in. What's the Monday night football theme? Monday night. Well, that's that's uh, all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Hank Williams Jr. Okay, right. I love that. That's a great one too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about football on the podcast? Uh, we can talk a no, little no. bit if you like. I mean, it's an arts and entertainment podcast. Yeah, football is entertainment. I, I hey man, I love football. So if you yeah. want to chop it up? No, I don't want to chop it up. I just wanted to say <laughs> it's it's been enjoyable to be watching some football. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, that means that means the months end in R. That means it's getting cooler. It's you know. Is that a good time to eat oysters? <laughs> I think it is. Is yeah, that how that works? I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's right. Yeah. You, but I also think it doesn't matter anymore. Is that right? Yeah. With, you know, globalization and, oh. you know, everything. I think I'm going to stick with the tried and true. I think that that's if, if you were going down to your local bay and eating the oysters in your backyard, you only want to do that at certain times. But now they come from all over the world, so you can get oysters that are in season. I see. It's like how cuties keep coming you know like i love those small oranges oh tell and, me more and they really are better <laughs> the cuties keep on coming and they really are better in the through the winter months you know citrus is really a winter fruit mm. uh, but you can get them all year yeah but they don't taste as good in the summer yeah have you noticed that i haven't but i believe you i'm gonna start talking about fruit again <laughs> <laughs> You know, people could say, I like Matthew on the podcast, but a little fruity. <laughs> like fruit. um, I think we have more to talk about that we haven't even touched here. I mean, we can keep talking about movies. Well, what is this? You put a bunch of stuff on the show sheet, and now you seem reluctant to talk about there are those, it. Those two, there's two movies. Okay. I have... A, Tell me about this. I have a Google Alert set up for Chris Christopherson. That's the that's the segment title, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Google alert, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. So, so the other day, this movie pops up that I had never I've I've never heard of it. And I can't believe it. And you're a bit of a movie buff. Yeah, I'm a bit of a movie buff. I'm a huge Chris Christopherson fan. I'm also a huge <laughs> Hilary Duff fan and a huge Dwight Yoakam fan and a huge Val Kilmer fan. Uh-huh. The reason I list all those people wait, is wait, that they're all in the same movie. Wait, you love Hilary Duff? I do. Okay, go on. Yeah, back yeah. to the Lizzie McGuire days. I see. Okay. You know it. I, I yeah, sure. Yeah. So, well, I'm just hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> you always say you know, and but this one I'm just hearing about. But that's okay, go ahead. Yeah, we liked Lizzie McGuire quite a bit. Okay. Who's like, we? Uh Derek, Derek Mix and Amy, we all watched that. <laughs> okay. Is that from the nineties? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's it I'm, had the. I'm not, I'm it was not, a great conceit. I wasn't right? born in two thousand two, like some people you might know. But um, I and I that was that also very in the periphery. Tell me about Lizzie. Hey, do we need to have an avocado review of Lizzie McGuire? Lizzie McGuire, it was brilliant. It was. Was that a was movie? It's a TV show. On, okay. On the Disney Channel, I think. Okay. And uh, Lizzie McGuire was a gal coming of age played by hillary duff okay and it was one of those where you know she, she would have be going about her daily life and then there would be an animated her like kind of saying what she was thinking oh so it was it was both animated and live action or just like uh, who framed roger rabbit it was great yeah yeah <laughs> except that yeah wait not, but not exactly like that please don't take that you're, you're <laughs> giving that comment too much credence okay. by responding to it. That's one of those where you're just supposed to keep talking. I see. I know that you know those. <laughs> but you don't want me to explain to you the difference between Lizzie McGuire and Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> no, no. Let's just stick with the original. Right. You need to be careful. Just, just tell the man <laughs> off the street what, what Lizzie McGuire is. We don't need the. Do you whole, remember? Do you remember? That when, should be your doctorate. Do you remember the show from the eighties? Uh, on HBO, Dream yes. On. 
Yes. Where, you know, there's like he played the kid who had been raised on television. Yes. And so it would be his real life, and then television would show what he was thinking. Like, I loved that. And I, I, so I this is. I hadn't thought about that in a million years. This is uh, the same concept. Like, you're okay. like somebody going about their normal life, and then their thoughts being uh, uh, illustrated in some other way. They're, but, and didn't that become um, commonplace? Like, isn't modern family like that? Where in terms of like, they just cut to the person saying the thing that they're thinking? Yeah. I mean, Modern Family is one of those like fake documentaries that everybody's doing these but days. But is that, that's not, that's not it's similar to what, okay. Yeah, this Sorry. is total like, this is total magical realism. Like Pablo Neruda? You know, yeah. Uh, Can you tell me how Lizzie McGuire is or is dissimilar to the works of Neruda? <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, Garcia Marquez. Right? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Or Jorge Borges. I meant either of them besides Neruda. <laughs> with some South American magical realism. And I know you do. I do. Uh, anyway, that's why I love Hillary Duff. You know why I love Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer is much beloved on this show. I mean... Dwight Yoakam, Chris Christopherson, two of my all-time favorite country singers who also happen to both be excellent actors as well. You're seeing Blade? They're all in the same movie. Okay. I was like, this must be the best movie ever made. Okay. Then I watched the trailer. <laughs> and it's almost... I almost couldn't finish the trailer. Let's see, like, what are, like... Let me, let's and describe this to them. Ranger is this one of those situations where um, we're going to watch the trailer and you're going to describe so it to Yeah, me? let's hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. I want to say some of this dialogue. Whiskey wasn't mine doing it. It was music. My bane and my salvation. My bane and my salvation. Blood, blood worth. Square. Going back home to the pines. Oh, Val still looks pretty good. Chris Christopherson is amazing. Yeah, Bloodworth. So, Chris Christopherson is Bloodworth, the scion. You never look back. Don't family. I don't want to hurt nobody. I recognize that guy for that. I was told Boyd had him a son. He favored me somewhat. He been love struck. Felt that way about your granny too. Hey, I like rest your family. Looking cute as a bell. I want that Bloodworth out of my house. Take my advice. Move on like I did. Are you sure that this movie is good? Boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually hard. already like. <laughs> <laughs> you were Maybe you were die. just in a mood you were when you watched the trailer. I guess God told you that, did he? But stop. Oh, they're from the. Uh, there's a quote from the Austin Chronicle. This looks like the kind of movie that might have been filmed around here, right? W. Earl Brown. Is that guy? Whiskey. But there's got to be a reason why. Moon Burnett doesn't use it. There's got to be a reason why we haven't. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking is that it's probably because of my Terrible. The, the trailer has 2.6 million views. What uh, What's amazing to me is... Oh, here's uh, in the comments, there's a little. Oh, nice. It's been 40 years since E.F. Bloodworth, Chris Christopherson, left behind his loving family for a life on the road. Now, at the end of the line, Bloodworth reappears at the doorstep of his former home, forced to reckon with the aftermath of his departure. Featuring music produced by Academy Award winner T-Bone Burnett. Never heard of him. Uh-uh. <laughs> the second... Uh... The second comment says, Hillary Duff got curves. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's helpful. Um, I will say, like, Chris Christopherson is such an amazing, compelling, charismatic person that he makes that silly dialogue. Almost, he can almost sell it. Almost. I think that for the good of this podcast, that we need to watch that together, if, uh, pos- if possible, right. if we could track it down. <laughs> and Should we live tweet it? I, I think, 
I mean, maybe we should just sort of be recording as we watch it. And <laughs> I, I edit it down to just the succinct parts of us, of us either enjoying Bloodworth or ripping it to shreds. I'm afraid that it's going to actually, like, the only... You're afraid it's going to ruin four of the idols? The, just like, the only, of your the life. only, the greatest sin that that movie could commit would be to be boring. Which... It looks, it, I mean, it, that looks like uh, high probability that it's boring. <laughs> you think, we'll yeah, you think that it. being like abjectly bad but interesting is better than boring? Oh, yeah. Bad isn't good is almost as good as good isn't good. Yeah. I, I think it's probably pretty boring. But well, get at us. Send us a, send us Does a text. Does anybody get at us anymore? What an are you email? doing over if there? You think, if you would like to hear... A watch along. God, I miss our Indian and listeners. <laughs> Get at us when he is. <laughs> so, I was I was all up in a tizzy about this movie, and then I was bartending with Jeff the other day. In a tizzy. I was in a real tizzy, and uh, I think uh, Bart Chuck the bartender had left uh, one of the TVs on like AMC or something the night before. Do wait. Don't you always have AMC playing? TCM. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like one of the newer movie channels. Oh, I see. Okay. And, you know, one of the ones that shows, like, it'll pick, like, three movies and show them over and over again. Like, with Die commercials. Hard three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's always, it's generally, yeah, some kind of it's like. It's generally not great movies. 90s like, or 2000 action movie like of some Blood sort. Bloodworth. Uh, doesn't even doesn't even rate but uh no yeah this movie that was another one that was kind of totally off my radar and was just just the costumes alone in this movie this movie is a techno thriller uh with time travel called deja vu okay uh i like techno Wait, yeah. Wait. You mean? <laughs> wait. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. Technological thriller. Right. Denzel Washington is like an FBI agent or something who realizes that he can use this technology to see into the past and is using that to fight the, to try to capture this terrorist who uh, Jim Cavaziel, who's a uh, who's so he's trying to head him off and then of course like. I mean, but, but like, I was laughing so hard. I was telling Jeff, I was like, this costume designer was like drunk when he was drawing up these costumes. Like, like, like Denzel appears in like some kind of crazy, like flak jacket that's got like 80 sat phones, like hot glued to it. And then just random. Like, Say the name of the film again. I'm sorry. Deja Vu. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then finally, like, I was like, I said to Jeff. I was like, I keep thinking that's Val Kilmer, but it's not. But it was. Val Kilmer is like, he plays this like khaki, like polo shirt wearing square guy. He's like the, he's like the corporate pencil pusher of the bunch. Hmm. Which and so like he just barely looks like himself. Hmm. Um, Fun. Huh. See, like yeah. he's got like the, and that's actually a good picture. He actually looks much more like Val Kilmer there than before. Mm -hmm. He's like very, uh, very smooth and very round. But I wish you could see some of these. And like, yeah, at one point he's just like carrying around this. It's just like a modified bicycle helmet that's got all of these like lights glued onto it and camera. Like, like I say, like the, it was like the costume designer just went nuts with the hot glue gun. Maybe you can see it there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like almost like Ghostbusters style. It's <laughs> a weird scene. Man. Yeah. They're like, see, like that's like a bicycle helmet with a handle glued to the top and like a couple of flashlights glued to it. <laughs> Boy, just when you think, you know, movies, there are, there are all these movies out there that you've never seen. Uh, but maybe, the thing was, some, like, and granted, some people more than others. Granted, we were watching it with the sound turned down, but it actually looked like it was a pretty compelling film, like good as far as you know. If you're into thrillers, action thrillers, 
It looked all right. Yeah, it's not, you know. Oh, I'm into action thrillers, just like, I think it's like Tony, the podcast, you know. Tony Scott or Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, I, I love either of those guys. Yeah. Wait, we were, we were just on the page. Maybe, maybe that can tell us who made that movie. Tony Scott, yeah. Yeah. Tony Scott was famous for, like, Miami Vice, right? Wasn't that his big contribution to the world? No, that was Michael Mann. Oh, Michael Mann, yeah. I, I, I mentioned Michael Mann earlier when we were talking about cheap ways to make your film interesting. Tony Scott was, oh. a, was a director Tony of Scott Top Gun. Tony Scott did Top Gun. Yeah, Days of Thunder. That's a winner. Oh, true. Oh, he, did, he directed True Romance. I knew that. Dude, yeah. true, true Romance is pro that might be my favorite movie. I don't know. Really? It, oh, dude, wow. True Romance is right in the top of my favorite movies. I we saw. Um, oh, you know what we watched? We watched Disney's Holes, starring Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, he's an ingenue, and that movie's got John Voight. Yeah, and that movie's got uh, Ridley. No. <laughs> um, Sigourney Weaver. It's got Ripley. Ripley. It's got Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> it's got the one of those guys from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah. And um, wait, what? I guess you mean Tim Blake Nelson. Is is that who I was talking about? Oh, and and so and then it's also got this. So ostensibly, it's about this like um, juvenile detention center where they're digging these holes but the backstory the history story of what they're actually digging for uh in in the history um uh scenes from the past it's it, it's patricia arquette plays the the school teacher and man i, I love patricia arquette. i love her too yeah and gosh that Okay, so Tony Scott. When they passed her over for... A lot, lot of great films in his... Wow, he also directed the video for One More Try by George Michael. That's interesting. And he directed The Danger Zone Danger, video. Uh, does I mean, that make sense? Yeah. The Tom Top Gun connection. He's like, we got to get that same director from the movie. Look at all of these video. hit movies. Like, yeah, gotta, big movies. He is Crimson a, Tide, Enemy of the State. He is a good bet at the box office, put it that way. Did he die? Did things things stopped here. Maybe he just stopped no. doing things. He's sixty eight. Okay. He's an, sure an Englishman. Respectable age to retire. Wait, now is he Ridley Scott's brother? I don't know. Yeah, younger brother of he, Sir Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. okay. Yeah, I knew That's that they house. were a team doing powerhouse some of this stuff. Right Beverly there. Hills Cop too. The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> that was a fun movie. Um, okay, we've gone down a hole here. We're going back to the show sheet. <laughs> so have I have, I've got a new segment, which everybody's like, there's only new segments. Just <laughs> finally repeat a segment. God darn it. Um, and th this, th speaking of like historical flashbacks, this is this segment is called Would This Historical Figure Listen to One Magical Hour? Just the other day, I don't know, I was thinking about Frida Kahlo. And I, I love Frida Kahlo and I love Diego and I just I love that whole scene. And I think she's so cool. And I was just wondering, would Frida Kahlo listen to One Magical Hour? discuss well she was like <laughs> again you're giving too much like credence mexico to city bohemian right i think yeah you know and so much as she liked you know kind of weird stuff and like particularly stuff that exists you know in that liminal, liminal state space oh, room, jinx <laughs> pinch poke you is it art is it not art does it make me laugh i don't know <laughs> ah! uh is it art is yeah it I mean, I, I, the answer is, I, of course, I absolutely could not say, but I'd like to think so. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Frida would have listened to Owen, Owen Mitch. And damn it, she would have loved it. So I'm, I'm tasking you with thinking of <laughs> historical figures that you're enamored with, living or dead. Dead is probably better because then we couldn't prove it beyond a shadow <laughs> of a doubt. You know what I mean? Um, 
and let's let's bring it here. Let's talk about who may or may not have been an OMH listener. Well, one of my all-time favorite artists is Alex Battles, and he's <laughs> a huge fan of the show. So, <clears throat> when are we going to talk to him again? We need to give him a call soon. Let's set it up. Okay, next weekend? Yeah, let's set it up for next weekend. Alex Battles, next weekend, we're going to call you on the phone. Is he listening to the program? He is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Alex, you're on the next episode. Episode 117. No, excuse me, 116. One Magical Hour. Next week, we'll have Alex Battles on the show. We also need to get Jason Edla on the show to uh, talk movies with us. Also, Jason Edla's superpower. Bear this in mind, One Magical Nation. Jason Edla's superpower is he can tell you what any song is about. Whatever, you know, you're always like, kind of like, this song's weird. I don't really know what it's about. Jason can break it down and explain to you exactly what it's about. I'd like somebody whose superpower is to tell me what any one episode of One Magical Hour is about. Butts. <laughs> it's about butts. I just want to make a quick correction from our, from our ignoramus journalism. <laughs> um, in Greece... Uh, Rizzo does not have an abortion. She has, a, I guess, a miscarriage or just a false alarm. <laughs> Maybe it was just like she was just late. I mean, remember just a couple in high days. school, false alarms she was just a couple are days just late. as scary For as sure. anything else. For sure. I mean, because you have to consider, you know, like, all right, I need to make a decision now. There's everything to consider. I need to be here or I need to be here for this girl while she makes a decision, you know, need to try to, you know... We'd like to thank our musical director, Brian Benitez, for pointing that out. Yeah. Brian Benitez got, got at us about that. Well done. Well, thank you to the depths of the cockerels of my heart, to all of those listeners hanging in there here at episode 116. We want you to know that the second coming is at hand. And we're, we're probably going to get picked up on an African streaming service any day any any kind of populous land that has a streaming service that can pick us up we're gonna find it and we're gonna, we're gonna get a lot of of kind of phantom downloads coming our way but we'll still have you the ones we love one magical universe and um the, the hunters and the gatherers and the i think we're in the Bronze Age. I think we're moving into the Iron Age. The Iron Agers. Actually, I know it just took a little over a year, but um, if somebody was telling me that the first iron implements were from meteorites. Wow. And they knew they were already doing bronze, but then there were these meteorites that would land and would deposit this iron ore. You know, They would be like, this can really and get would, a, somebody get a job like, done. Yeah, somebody would like you know shape a blade out of it, and they're like, "Oh, this is that's so stronger." Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, say hi to you, uh, Kat and Jeff. Kat got at us the other day. Let us know that she'd been listening. She did. Yep. Thanks, guys. Had some nice things to say about certain poems she'd heard. Gosh, we love, oh, you know what? Let's maybe we should just have a poem before we before we hit the road. Do do you have a poem just to pull up? Did you prepare a poem? We always have a poem. You always have a poem right at hand, right? There's always a poem. This poem's called "The Age of the Lime Scooter of Shame." No, I need to. I need to write that wait, poem. Wait, That's... We've read that poem. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. Oh. That was just something I a note I made for this for a show a can while we, back. Can we read an Ada Lamone poem? Uh, no. Do you notice how I said her name right that time? Yes, well done. Thanks. I know she would appreciate that. Uh, I have a, this is a Shave Raw poem. Let's do that. <clears throat> Memorial Drive. The cultivated pines out west often seem old as are we. We the loblolly. We the sugarberry. When we snuck out through the backyard and down into the bayou to kiss. It was 1983. Only the cedar elms saw me. I shushed like a cypress. You smelled like rosemary. Driving home in traffic, I wonder which eye would I be if I parked my car, left my briefcase behind, and walked down that ravine and back 
among the sweet gum trees. Not being old, being young. Often, I go back. New love, old love. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah, ancient love. And then, you know, just like those times when, you know, you're just in the everyday of your adult life, like commuting, say, um, and then just one of those old memories just hits you. You're like, you feel like you could be right there again, even though there's, you know, even though there's 30 years in between you and that time, um, you're in another town or, it's amazing to me how often I come back to Houston when I'm writing poems. And I think it, it's like has something to do with the with the physical nature of that town, like all of the plants that grow there, because it's so uh, conducive to plant growth. There will be like... Fecunds. Yeah, it is fecunds. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Houston's one of those awesome places where there will be like a median that'll have like a pine tree and a palm tree growing on it, you know, yeah. just like the same piece of land, yeah. you know, or a, a magnolia and, you know, and a cypress or whatever. Yeah. I'm always uh, struck by that there too. And that's, there's something about that. Like just We're that, talking about Memorial drive. Is that Royal Memorial park? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got it. Yeah. It's a great area. So I, yeah, I guess something about that plants, I feel like lend themselves to, poems and life you know hmm. just that that uh, abundant growth of life yeah comes wow. back to me i love that review us on apple podcasts say horrible things it doesn't matter just review <laughs> us it's fine text us tell us you love us we need you yeah. mag- we need you. each and every one of you and we need your friends we need you now more than ever yeah oh and we didn't get to the uh <laughs> Which one? Uh, is there items on the show sheet? The SNL. We should move that up for later. Is that does that start tonight? I don't. I, I, don't I think know. I think the newest episode is the twenty third of October. Okay, so and today is only the second of October. Actually, Alex would love to chat about yeah. SNL too. I think. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we love you all, and remember that all those poor choices just lead up to sweeter wine, mass sweet wine. Nooses, turning back your clock, regressing back to the dark ages, rubbing streets and rocks. Hey, those the nooses, progress reverse, blue and gold, we'll protest against our alright convert. Every day, every night, put your hands together and say we'll make it right. If love is the ruler and hate is the loser, let the loser disappear. With the Titans, won't be happy till the superpowers are fighting with a cabinet full of dick tracy criminals. Coon skin, Fritz the cat, and the cool world show. Ain't no more subliminal from fantasy to the real deal. Don't now, solid brain supplement, don't out by the government, huh? Making zombies grow. And if you think you can catch me. Silent with this and secret
slowing the community down to a sour Impeding the youth from swiftly educating Gazing at the green light, steady hesitating Cause you're looking at the bling that's made of gold Next thing you know, your soul is told By the urgent decision that you got to make now Put the halo on and sink, pass around To the railroad that's up underneath this ground So let's hover aboard and skip this city Cause here come the judge and the grand old party Rather have your favor than sitting in the rear Crawl to the wall that they're trying to put there In the land of the free, but you can't stay here Never cross your mind, cause you got a silver spoon hanging out your behind oh, Yeah, you got a silver spoon hanging out your behind From which it came when the oil and the diamonds and the root of all evil Won't affect the lives of the innocent people Prejudice manipulating people Hating president, indigenous, decapitating malevolent Psychopathic news cannon with the bomb codes Trojan horse park at the front door America sold to the Ruskies Lapping at the camera and lying through your teeth It's a no-brainer that the one person is an oligarch with a god complex Disrespected grandpa, Indian chief Karma boomerang, cut you down at your knees, y'all And the pendulum swings